Welcome back to the BioNexus Health podcast series. Today, uh, many have asked me to speak a little bit about vitamin C. So it's going to be a nice and short podcast, and um, I'll be giving you some additional information on, um, uh, on vitamin C. Okay, so let's begin at the beginning, shall we? Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw. I remember doing is researching a lot on, um, on vitamin C when, um, for Brian, when he was unwell, you know, because we were dealing with a lot of inflammation in, in Brian's body. You know, there was, we were dealing with the mold exposure, with Lyme disease, with a lot of gut issues. So there was overall systemic inflammation. And one thing that we found very useful, uh, you know, I did a lot of research and I decided to go for vitamin C IVs. Intravenous vitamin C, we started with uh, 25,000 uh, grams uh, intravenous uh, vitamin C once a week. We gradually moved up, you know, from 25 to 50,000. From 50,000, we moved up to 100,000 uh, once a week is what we did for a few months. And we saw uh, a lot of benefit with pain relief, with uh, uh, brain fog relief, and overall activity and energy levels. Because, you know, uh, like I said, we were dealing with a lot of systemic inflammation, right? Not everybody needs vitamin C at that level, but this is something that, that I, I wanted to relate uh, relate back to my experiences. You know, most of you want to know what uh, my experience has been. It was very interesting. I mean, obviously, I, I did not want to continue something forever. Remember, the one thing that I say is that too much of a good thing is not a good thing. We had learned this lesson already when Brian had started losing, you know, uh, one pound a day. Uh, about a year and a half prior to my research into vitamin C. But the main reason for doing the IVC was um, inflammation and pain. It was interesting, you know, um, I decided to try um, the, the IV vitamin C myself uh, the one time, just, just tried it the one time. And it, it was most definitely helpful with systemic inflammation, you know, I, I, aches and pains and just, um, just feeling energized, like I said. So that that was I, I just tried it once just to see you know um, I I always try things before I give anything to Brian it's just um, you know a habit I think many of you moms also do the same but anyways um, all right so that that's where I I started learning um, and and I got some experience on the benefits of uh, good quality vitamin C. Now, what we also did was, you know, for myself, 
um, before and after removing amalgams, right? Having um, the mouth detoxed and uh, all the amalgams removed. I had about five or six of them that we had removed. I wasn't comfortable with the, with, you know, having oxygen mask in my face at, at the same time that my um, bio dentist was actually uh, removing and replacing the amalgams. It was kind of hard. So we decided to go, I mean, I, I started feeling, you know, anxiety and, and claustrophobia. So we decided to go with the good detoxification before, as well as antioxidant, um, anti-inflammatory therapy with vitamin C before and afters. So that kind of worked out um, really well for me. And then, you know, I, I have a hyperbaric chamber that many of you may have seen. So um, I, I did do a little bit of hyperbaric chamber as well for a few days. And then, you know, infrared sauna what was something I did. So overall, um, vitamin C has been in my family's repertoire for a while. Now, Brian had FMT, right? You know, so for that, you need anesthesia. Then we did a couple of times, we did colonoscopies, endoscopies. In hindsight, absolutely unnecessary and useless. But, you know, back in the day, we were trying everything that that we could, you know, um, to help him. And uh, after these procedures, I, I just made sure that we did vitamin C, you know, because one one of the important uh, benefits that I found was it helps with the physiological changes in the body that are brought about with significant levels of stress. So, okay. Um, one other thing was um, we also had a, a lot of um, uh, combination of vitamin C with curcumin, because we had a lot of gut inflammation, especially the marker CRP, right? CRP levels for Brian were pretty high. So along with doing, that's the reason why, you know, I, um, I wanted to do something uh, urgent and um, uh, quick to bring the CRP levels down. And that's the reason why I chose a couple of months of intravenous um, vitamin C. I don't think it was three. I think it was um, two months. And of those two months, we actually missed, uh, uh, missed a couple of weeks or I took conscious breaks for a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks, right? Just to see, you know, if, if additional is needed or it's it's always important when you're doing such um, bulk doses or like, you know, um, intensive therapies to kind of consciously take breaks to see if that's really needed or, you know, if, if the body is kind of balanced. Um, but, but with the breaks, um, I got the information, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> information that no, um, I do need to continue for you know, a couple more weeks. So I think overall it was six weeks in a period of two months. Yeah, yeah. Overall we did six weeks. But anyways, so combination of curcumin and very high doses of vitamin C 
we saw uh, Brian's CRP levels come down. You know, I um, I remember reading in the Journal of um, Phytotherapy Research about uh, curcumin and CRP and vitamin C connections. So we tried that, but that 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 was um, quite beneficial. Okay, now what is the best way? to get vitamin uh, vitamin C into your body? Well, the best way to get vitamin C in your body is to eat whole food sources that naturally contain the nutrient, right? So now keep in mind, and of course, one of the reasons why I'm speaking of uh, vitamin C is because I did a recent podcast on cold and flu, and uh, many people up their dosage of um, uh, vitamin C during the cold season as, as a preventive, as an immune support. And that's great. So I thought, you know, um, I should do a follow-up podcast since many have asked about uh, the best sources uh, of vitamin C and uh, any additional related information as well. So, right, uh, coming back to whole food sources, keep in mind that only natural, I'm um, natural, I mean, uh, obviously organic is the best, but fresh, raw fruits and vegetables have a significant amount of vitamin C in them. That's because Vitamin C is damaged by heat. So cooking fruits and vegetables lowers their vitamin C levels. In addition, long-term long storage of fruits and vegetables also lowers the vitamin C levels. So it's best to eat uh, fruits and vegetables fresh, as fresh as you can get. You know, um, I live in a northern climate. For approximately half the year, what happens is fruits and vegetables have to be shipped from warmer climates. So by the time that produce makes its way to my house, to my kitchen, it has already lost a significant amount of vitamin C. Therefore, it is best for people like myself um, in the kind of climate that I live in, to eat fruits and vegetables when they are grown locally as much as possible. You know, I've, I've got an excellent arrangement with, um, as you guys know, um, I have my farm in Pennsylvania. So that region is beautiful. You know, it's, uh, it's fertile. There are a lot of uh, organic farms. So we have that connection here, you know, and I try to eat in season as much as possible um, and, you know, try to eat uh, fruits and vegetables grown locally in that way. Now, another thing to consider is that exposure to pollution for the human body leads to oxidative stress, right? I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> over the last, what, 50 years almost, our toxic load, daily exposure to toxins has been steadily increasing. And that's another uh, 
place where vitamin C requirements have actually increased. So for this reason, you know, it's important that everyone have an adequate supply of um, vitamin C in their body, always from natural food, from your diet. Your, your diet is the best way to consume vitamin C. Remember, our bodies cannot manufacture vitamin C on their own. It has to be ingested in diet with food, right? Or supplement form. Now supplements, you know, you can't take supplements for everything, but if you, uh, now during our consultation, if I have determined that you need, you know, a stronger supplementation of vitamin C based on your labs, then, um, I will advise you of the same, but until then, it's best if it comes through diet, right? You know, every cell in the body requires vitamin C. And during times of stress, acute illness, chronic illness, pans, pandas, flare, cold, flu, um, any kind of procedures, right? Um, surgical procedures, anesthesia, uh, big heavy duty uh, dental procedures, right? Many children on the spectrum, it is very challenging to maintain um, any kind of dental hygiene. So often families schedule one big visit to the dentist that is under sedation or under anesthesia, can be very stressful for the child. So that's when, you know, make sure that you are doubling up on those beautiful smoothies. I've given many of you recipes for the smoothies, right? Um, and if you did not write it down, remind me during your appointments, I certainly will. Um, I'll give you one example uh, towards the end of this podcast, right? So, uh, what was I saying? Yes. So during times of stress, it's best to maintain and increase those uh, vitamin C levels so the body can combat such a high level of stress. Okay. Now, anywhere from, I once again, you know, my research, I, I had read a study which talked about 3,000 milligrams to 5,000 milligrams, right? So um, 3,000 milligrams is three grams to five grams per day of vitamin C can saturate your red and white blood cells. So for some people, now this is for adults. So for some people, that's a good baseline dose based on that study, right? Now, um, Others, you know, uh, younger people will need lower doses. Now, how do you, uh, how can you determine what is the, the best dose for you during stressful times, right? I mean, higher, you know, between three and five grams is great. But what happens is one, one potential side effect of oral dosing is loose stools. So if you get loose stools, 
simply lower the dosage, which will solve the problem, and it will also give you your baseline dose, right? Now, additionally, the other option is um, using smoothies and food sources and uh, food and dietary sources of um, vitamin C. That, that works as well. You know, I mean, you don't need to spend um, a lot of money on any fancy form, right? Simple, um, simple vitamin C is, is great. Simple, clean source of vitamin C. Here in the US, we do have organic sources available. Now, the one that's in the store, in, in, in the Bionexus dispensary store, uh, is buffered, right? So the, the reason for that is, you know, buffered vitamin C is uh, best used if a person has gastrointestinal gut sensitivity. So which is almost, you know, uh, 80 to 90% of my patients. So, so that's, that's the best form that I have in the store, right? So vitamin C uh, deficiency is possible which is why when we look at your uh, look at your test results if vitamin c is deficient we may add some or if i feel that you know look, looking at the amount of deficiency if i feel that uh, getting that through diet would be the best i usually advise you on that right so that is uh, something you know uh, during covid because it was such a heavy duty stress on the body, right? Um, my patients, myself, my family as well, we did easily um, 3000 for Brian and 5000 milligrams, milligrams, which means three grams and five grams for adults, three grams for Brian and five grams for myself. We, we did that every single day for one week. We got a little bit of loose tools, but you know what? It wasn't bad because the, the vitamin C that we were ingesting was actually getting used up, right? Because there was an acute crisis with COVID. So just just to give you um, just to give you an, an example there. So um, I'm happy to discuss this again at at your specific appointments. But is it okay to do vitamin C every day during the cold season? How much should we do? Yes, 1,000 milligrams, 1,000 milligrams, mg, is good dosage for all age groups. Uh, buffered is great. And uh, regarding natural sources, fruits, vegetables, uh, making a smoothie. So remember, fruits and vegetables, keep them raw. Uh, according, now those of you who are on my specific anti-inflammatory and, you know, autism diet, you know that all fruits and vegetables need to be peeled if possible. I mean, I'm not saying peeled strawberries, you know, but uh, they have to be organic if not organic, then washed specifically the way I have told you that the vegetables and fruits need to be washed. 
So we maximize the removal of uh, pesticides and herbicides, you know, tr try to get them as clean as possible. And um, what else? Yes, peeled, washed, organic, and uh, try to get them blanched, right? You don't have to cook it. Uh, blanching, you know, look up the meaning of blanching. Blanching literally means, you know, uh, get some filtered water, boil, bring it to a boil, and you immerse the fruits and vegetables in there for about uh, 20 to 30 seconds, just so that they are very, very gently softened. Okay, so it's not a hundred percent raw. Now, this is for people that I have on that specific diet. If I don't have you on that specific diet, then it's okay to do raw. But again, you know, you can ask me at your appointments. But yes, yeah, so that's called blanching. Blanching is great. Blanching is healthy for everyone. So if you're in doubt, go ahead and blanch. Uh, sure, not not everything is going to be great blanch, right? I mean, you know, blanching strawberries, blueberries. Um, it softens them a little bit, but not bad. All right, so quickly, let me give you a, um, a, a smoothie recipe that I like is, let's see, you know, um, I grow my own microgreens. So microgreens are awesome. They are a great, they are a great source of nutrition. So we do um, one cup, one bunch. Cups and all, you know, I'm 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 not good with that that kind of you know exact measurements, but oh, let's take um, a bunch of uh, microgreens. Then I add to that um, kiwi, banana, avocado, a small amount of celery, a small piece of ginger. Uh, lemon juice. So this, this, uh, you can even add orange juice. I mean, you know, fresh orange, not orange juice uh, purchased at the market, but you know, make, make a small amount of your own. Uh, the base for this can be homemade almond milk, or it can be, uh, I use both, you know, I make homemade almond milk and I also use, um, uh, organic raw uh, coconut water. And uh, you can just uh, blend it up. Now, kiwi, I like to use the, I like to use the, the green kiwi for its, its high vitamin C. So this is more or less the green smoothie. If you have uh, red microgreens, and you would like to make a red smoothie. I, I like to make green and red smoothies. So yes, you know, I use uh, uh, beets. We use golden kiwi. Then um, I use uh, strawberries. Uh, we can also use uh, red dragon fruit. And what else? Um, I mean, smoothies are easy. Uh, pineapple would be great. Hey, you know what? Uh, green apple should be added to the green smoothie. I, um, I forgot to mention that. So green apple peeled, peeled. 
remove all the peels, please. Um, now, so the green apple for the green smoothie. And now I'll, I'll come back to the red smoothie. Uh, you can add peeled blanched carrots. You can also, I mean, you don't have to add all of these. You can add uh, a, a few of these and see if you or your child, you know, um, how you you enjoy it and and you you can kind of experiment but yeah so blanched carrots blanched I um I love purple sweet potatoes and um the, the sweet potatoes I actually uh boil them I don't just blanch them otherwise you know they are uh, a bit yucky so um, I add those strawberries blueberries, blackberries. Um, I have honeyberries that I have tried, uh, red currant. So these are all excellent. Remember to add in ginger. The base can be, like I said, you know, and any kind of organic uh, plant-based milk. I like to use almond milk. Uh, I, I prefer homemade. Or you can even use camel milk, right? Those of you who are on the camel milk protocol, I have made a really delicious, but you know, uh, if you're using, actually scratch camel milk. No, no, cancel camel milk because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. No, forget camel milk. So right now, plant-based milks and coconut water. Those are the two options I'm giving you, okay? So you have the red smoothie and you have the green smoothie. Um, you know, I make yellow smoothies, orange smoothies, purple smoothies. <laughs> so I, I, I have to do a, a, a podcast on smoothies, I guess. But today, the goal was to give you some um, general ingredients. Obviously, you know, you each have your own sensitivities, oxalates, etc. So be careful with all of that. And, and, you know, in your appointments, we can further kind of um, finesse your own uh, recipe for yourself, your family, your child, right? But again, this was just, you know, generalized information, the kind of smoothies that uh, that I use at home, all right? Um, yeah, that that's about it. That brings me to the end of this vitamin C podcast for today. All right, great. So I will be back here again with another episode of a um, lot of great educational information for you, which is, which is good for your health, for you and your family, of course. Um, all right, I will see you guys next time. Thank you for joining me. Be well, namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist, Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider.
Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugs. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.